Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday, people. And we are so close to the start of training camp. The players have arrived. People have descended upon 1265 Lombardi for the shareholders meeting. It's in the air, folks. Football's almost here. And you gotta love it. You absolutely have to love it. Uh, We'll talk about the shareholders meeting in a moment. Mark Murphy uh, throwing out a few nuggets here and there, both before the proceedings and afterwards. But uh, first, as I always do, got to give a, fr- a shout-out to our good friends over at Ticket King. People, if you want to watch the Green Bay Packers in 2023, utilize Ticket King. Go to cheeseheadtv.com. Use our schedule either on the website or the app. We have individualized links for each and every game. Use Ticket King, people. Don't use StubHub or SeatGeek or Ticketmaster. These national companies, they don't care about the Green Bay Packers Folks, Ticket King's been in Wisconsin since the early 90s. Use them. Use their wily ways to get your Packers tickets. Hell, they got a spot right across from Lambeau Field. You can walk right up. And if you're not in Green Bay, don't worry about it. She said TV's got you covered. Ticket King, people, because you know you want to see the Green Bay Packers take on whoever in 2023. Do it, folks. The other thing you want to do is get ready for this season with the official Green Bay Packers yearbook. Go to PackersYearbook.com. Use promo code CHTV for 10% off. That's PackersYearbook.com. Promo code CHTV for 10% off. Do it, folks. You know you want to support the green and gold, and that's what uh, today is kind of all about because, like I said, the shareholders meeting was held, and I wasn't in attendance. This is the first time in a few years that I haven't been there. Um, as people have often asked, well, you know, should I go to the shareholders meeting? I think every fan should go at least once. And after you've been the one time, uh, it's kind of like Adam Driver talking about going to Comic-Con. I saw that. Yeah, it's, it, it, understand the energy, understand what it's all about. But after once, like, you've done it. It's pretty cool and it's nice. But yeah, it's not something I'm anxious to repeat again. So Mark Murphy and uh, company the executive committee, et cetera, gave all their presentations, what have you. Leroy Butler was on hand, now a member on the board of directors. Congratulations to Leroy. That is freaking awesome. Love that he's uh, staying part so close to uh, the place that made him a legend in Green Bay. Love Leroy. Uh, Mark Murphy, of course, uh, kicking off the day by letting everyone know, the Packers announcing that they bought Formation who are the original creators of the Cheesehead. Um, funnily enough, Corey and I have a long history <laughs> with Fomation because back when we were starting Cheesehead TV in 2007, Corey had several back and forths with them about our name, Cheesehead TV. Um, needless to say, obviously, uh, they were very amiable towards us utilizing it, and they've been uh, very, very uh, lovely to us throughout our history. So uh, shout out to them. Congratulations, a big day for them, obviously. I think the most important aspect of this acquisition, though, of course, is the actual cheeseheads now being somewhat affordable. I mean, man, if you have not looked uh, online recently, I mean, prior to today, I mean, they were like 60 bucks or something like that. Man, when we were in London uh, at the Hotspur Stadium, they were like 70 pounds. That's a lot of money. Uh, And as of today, in the Packers Pro Shop, you can get them for 25 bucks. So that's a good day for Packers fans who want to work some cheese head on their head into their life. It's all for you, baby. You're all ready to go. Uh, Pack- they're available at the Packers Pro Shop along with a bunch of other cool cheese head 
merchandise. So make sure you check that out. Uh, the other uh, you know bits of news that uh, Murphy really talked about. Nothing earth shattering, although he was asked about uh, you know the transition from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, and he gave. Brian, some kudos, Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, regarding his, uh, you know, taking the slings and arrows for selecting Jordan Love when he did. And he uh, he quoted a phrase that I have often uttered here at Packers Daily. Of course, I always say I you know, heard it from John Madden back in the day on some Sunday night football broadcast. But uh, best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one. And Brian certainly did that. And hopefully it pays off. And that's the other kind of note that Mark was asked about. You know, how long do you think it will take to know if Jordan's the guy? And it's that's a bit of an unfair question, but I understand why it gets asked. And, you know, Mark did say about a half a season, which, you know, incidentally was about what it took. And we've talked about that here uh, for the Packers to give Aaron Rodgers his extension. The team was sitting at four and three back in 2008 in mid-November when Rodgers was signed to his first big-time contract extension. Um, now, clearly, they just you know, redid Jordan's contract due to the pending fifth-year option and blah, blah, blah. But as I've been saying, I and sure would seem that Mark kind of backed that up today. If he looks like he's the guy, he's, he's the one that they think, yeah, this is our, you know, who knows, decade plus, who knows how long he plays, but uh, or how long he's good or how long he develops, et cetera. But if they think, all right, we're, we're about halfway through the season and he looks like he, he's good and getting better and nothing's too big for him and he definitely looks like an NFL starter, they'll probably sign him to an extension. And I don't think there are any benchmarks you can point to. You can't say, oh, he's got to throw for X amount of yards or Y amount of touchdowns. It's just going to be seeing how he handles both the pressure of the position and uh, what mistakes he makes. Does he learn from them, et cetera. It's all the stuff we've talked about here. Um, and then finally, the other kind of tidbit that he dropped that um, I know Tyler Herrick seems to think was news, but was actually uh, announced back in November, uh, <laughs> that uh, Josh Sitton and Jordy Nelson will be going in to the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. Congratulations to those two gentlemen. I made that graphic. I'm really proud of it. So just look at that for a second. Look at Josh Sitton. Look at Jordy Nelson. How dope are they? They're going to be members of the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame, as they should Of course, both are more than deserving. Uh, Exciting times. Exciting times in Green Bay. Exciting times when we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst tomorrow morning, nice and bright and early. Uh, But until then, it's time to hear from you, Packers fans worldwide. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody in the comment section here, yucking it up already. Uh, We got Ryan starting us off with a super chat. What's up, Ryan? How many teams are going back to the future with their uniforms? I like it. Reminds me of my youth. I just hope big hair doesn't come back. I don't have much hair left. Uh, yeah, I, I'm loving this kind of all of a sudden in the past like week or so. So I, at least I, five, six, maybe even seven teams have announced their or you know debuted their alternate slash throwbacks. Um, I think the Titans uh, look are going to look dope in those Oilers uniforms, and I love that it's kind of causing. A little bit of tension between them and the Texans fan base, as it should. Absolutely should, right? But you you love the drama about it. Um, The only misfire so far, and it's not a a throwback, but it was an alternate, is the Colts jerseys. I wasn't wild about those. But, yes, I'm with you, man. It's it's cool to see all these uh, kind of callbacks to yesteryear. 
Uh, Folk34, what's up, man? Best part of shareholder meeting is TT saying, yeah, we like this team, and then pronounced the punter Kapanos name as Kapanese, and that made me, my buddy chuckle. Ted was always good for one or two good moments during those. Um, what's fun, though, is that they finally got the new video boards installed, and so you could actually see and hear the presentation. Uh, unlike the last decade or so where you had to kind of you know, squint to see the PowerPoints and uh, the sound system really was kind of cavernous and not really up to snuff. Much improved all around. Very exciting times in Lambeau Field. I love the Patriots 90s uniforms. Rob, I'm with you. I just love the the old school Pats uniforms, the, the red ones with the Pat Patriot on the helmet. I think those are really cool. Uh... <laughs> Brett, it's 1996, week two, Monday Night Football. Edgar Bennett catches a wheel route, touchdown, and Aaron Eggler yells, we're going to the Super Bowl. I think you've conflated some things there, there, Brett. It was, I, I, I believe it was Monday night. I don't know if it was week two or three. It was against the Eagles, but it wasn't a touchdown. It was a wheel route up the right sideline uh, for like a 30-yard gain. And yes, at that moment, I was thinking, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. No question about it. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But it wasn't a touchdown. Um, what else, what else we got here? What else we got? Oh, make sure we're good. We good? All right, there we go. Um, Mark Murphy has the owner mentality, but relates to the people pretty well. Brandy, I agree. I, it's interesting, kind of the slings and arrows he's taken over the years from the old guard, who you know Bob Harlan operated in quite a different way, but he was under a very different kind of media microscope. You know, like. The Packers are much bigger business now than they were when Bob was running things, and that's no shade to Bob. I mean, they were very successful. You know, obviously, they're, he, without Bob Harlan, none of the success they're enjoying and have enjoyed for the last couple decades exists. So uh, it was just a very different job. And so when people say, you know, Bob used to answer his own phone and all that stuff, it's like, yeah, and, and that was very reflective of the time. You can't run a multi-million dollar business like a mom-and-pop store. And I think Mark does a very good job of straddling that line of he is the CEO and he is the business head and he does have to, you know, make decisions and, and push the you know envelope, so to speak, the business envelope forward to ensure that the Packers are a going concern for the next decade, two decades, three decades plus. And I think on top of that, he understands the fan driven, fan owned, quote unquote, nature of the franchise and every time he is in public and is around fans, yeah, he can be a little awkward at times, no doubt, especially in front of a microphone. But I think the one-on-one interactions he has with people, you never hear anything but positive stuff from fans, right? And that's the gig. That is the gig. He knows he is a figurehead. He knows what he represents when he's talking to Packers fans. Um, I, for one, appreciate it. That's just me. Will there be a lag in the new NFL Sunday ticket? That's a really good question. I'm fascinated to find out how bad it is. There will be latency. There is zero doubt. Um, I got to think there's going to be at least a little bit. Uh, you can't stream without it. 
and YouTube in general is pretty, I don't want to say laggy, but it is, you know, a couple seconds behind when you're going live, and that's by design. Um, and I think broadcasting will probably have a few more seconds uh, on purpose. So, yeah, I, I think that's inevitable, especially comparative to what's being shown on television, uh, on you know, old broadcast television. I don't think there's any question there will be a little bit. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Got a couple super chats. Um, what's up, Dennis? I've read after two weeks of hitting the body adapts and stops bruising. First two weeks are miserable for players. I don't know if I've ever read that or heard that, but I got to imagine there's some acclimation period. And that's one of the things that the NFLPA was thinking about when, you know, they had the CBA negotiations and they, um, tried to build in as much ramp up time as possible. You know, they have those first three unpadded practices and then the next practice is in half basically shells, right? And then you finally get to pads, and then you have a day off, right? And then the gauntlet starts. And it might be what you're talking about there, Dennis, where, yeah, you start hitting, and your body hasn't been hit all off season, and all of a sudden your aches and pains and bruises are probably a little bit more pronounced, and then your body somewhat calluses. Maybe your mind calluses to it a little bit, and then away you go. But um, that's interesting. I'd love to talk to one of the Packers medical staff about that, see how how much that holds up. Joe, thanks for the super chat. Fearless forecast, Dontavian Wicks will make a Dobbs-like impression in training camp. Man, people love Wicks, and I see why. His tape is exciting. Um, I think a big part of it is opportunity, right? If he can make the most of them, if he can get some opportunities with the ones, even in, a mic, in the mix like rotationally, then, yeah, he, he can make some hay. Um, obviously, you guys know where I'm going to say him before I say it at this point, but he's got a ball out on teams. That's his path. He's got to contribute on special teams. Um, and if he can do that, that affords him the opportunity to at least have a chance to make the roster and m- make some noise, you know, and get in, in that rotation where um, he's not, you know, a healthy scratch on game days or what have you. Um, what trend ends, asks Folk34. Second-year players don't have a major sophomore slump or we actually hit on a third-round pick. Third-round pick, market zero. Third-round pick this year, going to work. It's going to be a player. Let's do it, people. Come on now. Uh, what style do I expect LaFleur to run with love? Well, for starters, I think they're going to run love a little bit. Um, I don't think it's going to be Kaepernick anytime soon, uh, but I do think you're going to see a bit more designed runs for Jordan Love. Now, I'm talking like one, two, maybe three a game. I'm not talking like that's going to be a major part of their – their offensive package, but I think you are going to see him on the move a little bit, both with design runs and bootlegs, getting outside the pocket, moving the pocket and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I do think, and Murphy was asked about this today and he said, you know, I think we're going to see a little bit more running the ball and play action off of it. I hope that's the case. I've been screaming for it for a couple years now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, it's hard to say what to expect, you know, because it is so kind of brand new in the sense that Aaron Rodgers did have such a strong input in, in uh, you know, some might say outsized input into the offensive design and game plan that now, you know, who knows? I mean, Matt always talks about how it's a collaboration and it really depends on those voices that are in the room and offering input and what they think works and what players they have on offer and who does what and, that's kind of what I'm so excited about camp for. I talked about that with Andy a little bit uh, last week. 
you know, so many new parts in so many different places. And how you kind of put it all together as an offensive staff is going to be exciting to watch. <laughs> Michael, how long will it take to get into punter competition talks tomorrow night with Corey? Not too long, I don't think, Michael. And speaking of which, thanks for the reminder. Thanks for reminding me to plug it. Tomorrow night, people, tomorrow night, the return of that venerable series. That's right. Packer Transplants Live will be back on your YouTube. Get ready for it. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Lambeau time. Cannot wait. How about a little tease? I bet you there's a few of you here, not a ton of you, but a few of you here who are going to be excited when I play this. So how about a little little taste of something-something right here? You ready? Here we go. Just a little tease, a little something-something to get ready for tomorrow night. Come on. You know you've missed that. I know I did. I was putting the show together today, and I was like, that just hits, man. It just hits right. I can't wait. I can't wait. Like I said, thanks for the reminder. Hope to see you all there. John, thanks for the super chat. Mbappe to the Packers confirmed. (laughs) You see the billion-dollar offer today? Come on. Good Lord. We're getting... We are getting we are getting out of hand here with our sports salaries, and I understand there's context there, but I'm just saying. Uh, love it, love it. Um, if we're good this year, parentheses we will be, says Lee Bruce. Then Matt Lafleur got to be in Coach of the Year conversation, no question, no doubt about it. If they're in contention, you know, for like the division lead. And they make the playoffs or whatever as a wild card. Like, yes, at least he'll be talked about. Probably won't win it, but he should at least be in the discussion. Should have been in the discussion in 2020. Really wasn't. The man has gotten short shrift pretty much his whole time in Green Bay because of coaching in the shadow of Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, 100%. No doubt about it. That is all up to him. Um, What else we got? So, Nags, who played that song the Velvet Tones. That song is a, um, a sample of a sample of a remix that I did of a sample. How's that? Seabits uh, getting gravy? What's up? Thanks for the super chat. Any games in the first half of the season you're looking at as the barometer test for this year's team? I got week three, the Saints marked on my calendar. I don't know, man. It's so hard to say. I mean, that first month is generally kind of the closest you can get to understanding or knowing what these teams might look like now early in the season. But you know, like a couple weeks, these teams could look very, very different. Like teams you think right now are tough or, oh, they're going to be a problem, and all of a sudden they're just bad and some rookie doesn't come up the way you thought they would or their quarterback regresses or whatever. The coach is bad. Anything can happen, right? Um, So, yeah, I mean – the Saints could be a barometer game, sure. I think the Atlanta game could be a barometer game. You know, that's uh, a, a team I, I know is being kind of dismissed nationally, but I think uh, they could be sneaky good this year. But the thing is, it's so early in the season, it's hard to say. Um, man, I'm, I got to be honest, I don't really look that much further out from, you know, as far as the schedule goes in the Bears game. 
like this is I know, and it's one week at a time, go one and zero every week, blah blah blah, and we're all sick of cliches, but it's so true, especially in a year where there's so many unknowns. It's like, man, just beat the Bears. I mean, hell, beat the Bears just anyway, right? In general, beat the Bears. But yeah, I, thinking too far ahead, this is not my style. This is not it. Uh, what else we got, folks? <laughs> Folk 34, that, that's never going to happen. That's adorable, though. Maybe I'll run into him again when I'm in town. <laughs> does Bob go to training camp? I don't think he does. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Ooh, Dylan. Nags, favorite defensive player from the 80s Packers. Wow. What what a call. Um, Man. Funnily enough, I always liked Mark Murphy. Uh, but give me, how about Ezra Johnson? And, well, Chuck Cecil, he was in early 90s, wasn't he? Was he late 80s? And it all kind of runs together. I'm an old man now, so I got no memory. But, yeah, I, I loved Ezra Johnson. And Brian Noble, too, gets a shout-out for the neck guard, if nothing else. Mr. Englewood, thanks for the super chat. I hope Sterling Sharp and Steve McMichael, both Hall of Fame, both completely deserving. Of that, there is zero doubt. And this is the problem. There are lots and lots of deserving guys, right? So when I go on and on about how absurd it is that Sterling Sharp isn't in, I get that it's a tough ask, especially now that he's a senior nominee, because there are tons of senior dudes who absolutely deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and probably should have been in the Hall of Fame prior to becoming senior uh, finalists, semifinalists, what have you. But, yes, both. No question about it. Very, very, very worthy. Um, Mike Douglas is a good answer, Soder. I loved Mike Douglas. Hell yeah. Wait, Mark Murphy played for the Packers? No, calm. Different Mark Murphy. Uh, there was a Mark Murphy um, who also played safety, actually, for the Packers, but not the current CEO and president of the Green Bay Packers. Mark Murphy, who's our CEO, played for the Washington team back in the 80s. Um, but there was a Packers safety named Mark Murphy, but totally different, no relation. Vex, thanks for the super chat. The Bears will win 11-plus wins should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Man, you, cra- you crazy. You you so crazy. Uh, Freddie Mercury should be in the Hall of Fame. All right, now I know it's time to go. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, a real quick programming note. I am going to try to have a Packers Daily tomorrow prior to the 7 o'clock uh, Packer Transplants Live. Um, I have an event in the afternoon for my middle girl, for Violet. So I, I may be too late to fit in Packers Daily, but I am, like I said, going to attempt. I'm going to try to get to the studio and do one prior to the start of Packer Transplants Live, just so you all know, and you're not waiting on pins and needles and wondering, where's Packers Daily? Uh, just so you know, it might not happen tomorrow, but I'm hoping it does. Regardless, without fail, Packer Transplants Live will be back tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Please hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.